I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast covering the latest and greatest in reality television. I'm Justin, and I have a guest this week for the first time on Decoding Reality. Say hello to everyone, Neebs. Introduce yourself. Hi, thank you for having me on. Uh, my name is Neebs, also known as Watch With Neebs on TikTok and Twitter and everywhere else. And uh, yeah, I also have a podcast called Salam Nerds, and we talk about nerd culture and reality TV. And I've been a Bachelor fan for a while, so I'm excited to decode these two episodes. Ah, look at you using all the terminology. <laughs> uh, you're already ahead of the game, so I'm proud of that. So right. on today's episode of Decoding Reality, we will be discussing The Bachelor Season 27, Episodes 8 and 9. We're going to cover the hometown dates, and we're going to cover a little bit of the Women Tell All, especially the biggest announcement ever at the end of the episode. But on at the top of every episode, since The Bachelor doesn't name their episodes, we come up with a name. Like, what should we name them? So, what would you name this set of episode, Neeps? You mean, like, the hometown episodes? Yeah, like, what would you name? We always come up with a funky title for it. What would you name it? Mm, let's see. I don't know. Uh, coming Home Again. I don't know. Something like that. Coming <laughs> Home Again. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, for I the mean, hometown thing. It is a hometown day, so I don't know. It is a hometown day, um, I put. <laughs> I, I called it for episode eight, hometown zeros. Hometown zeros. Yeah, or hometown hero, depending on how you look at it. Okay, okay. And and for the woman tell all, did you have a think of a good title for that one? Come on, Neves. Women tell all. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, I would say. Embarrassment Hotel. <laughs> Embarrassment Hotel. Where did that come from? I don't know. It's like a Hotel California Embarrassment Hotel. It's like the Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> so okay, okay. It, there's a lot because of embarrassment stuff happening there. 
Oh, it was very, very embarrassing. Um, I would, I had a couple of titles for this one, maybe Revenge of the Body Glitter. That was Ooh, one I had. Revenge of the one. Body Glitter. I like that. Okay. Yeah, because for some reason it had a big, big impact on the women tell all, but that's beside the point. So let's get into this episode of The Bachelor. We're covering. Eight and nine. So let's start off with nine. But you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. And please, please, please email us your questions at decodingtv at gmail.com. And plus, we have our own TikTok. You can find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. So let's get into it. Neebs, what is your initial impression of these two, this pair of episodes? Um, I thought the hometown was what's pretty average what you see in the hometown there are some girls that we got to know them a little bit more and you kind of get to when you see their parents you kind of get to see their inner workings uh there were some i was like okay they got a personality it took a while but like it took us a while to see like they actually have personalities i feel like uh boring zach goes for the most boring girls but you know i feel like we got to boring wait rewind wait wait, rewind who you calling boring be honest with me i think katie's a little boring i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's sweet i love her but what's interesting about her okay here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing i'm not saying that katie is interesting Mm. she's interesting to look at okay you know but she's very interesting to look at um she's She's uh, she's she's quirky. She's fun. Oh, um, this is harder than I thought it would be. Oh, I know. God. <laughs> I, I, I can go to a bar and throw a nickel, and it'll hit a girl who's quirky and fun and white and beautiful. Like I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Who are your favorites this season so far? All right. So my favorite, who I've been in love with since day one, with Genevieve. Like I love her. I would risk it all for Genevieve. Like she and I also <laughs> yes. And I also know that she is a nurse in Baltimore and a friend of mine said his mother worked with her and she is just as sweet in real life that she was on TV. So love her, love her, obsessed with her. So that was, that was my favorite. Uh, But when in terms of like quality watching, I think, I Mm -hmm. think Brooklyn was my favorite because she has some good lines. She had some really good lines. Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 I'll be honest with you. I was scared of Brooklyn at the beginning of this season because I was, I'll be, I was like, is she Republican? Is she not a Republican? Like, what's going uh, on? But she was turns out watch, Brooklyn, though. Brooklyn likes to fight for black people. I know. Look at her. Biggest shock of the season. Truly biggest shock of the season. So Brooklyn, if you're watching, stand with you. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into episode eight first. Call it Hometown Zeros or Hometown Heroes, depending on how you look at it. But this is the Hometown Week. And it's pretty big, I guess, a big moment for The Bachelor. Because this is when we really see The Bachelor on the back foot a little bit. Mm -hmm. The Bachelor gets to meet the families of the final four women. Which this week includes Ariel, Katie, Mm -hmm. Gabby, and Charity. Mm-hmm. And during this time, Zach is remembering his time with the other women. He like kind of goes down in the list like Katie wants a husband. Ariel is attractive, so mm-hmm. attractive. Gabby is fun. And Charity is just so nice to be around. Mm-hmm. And I think this episode bucked tradition because 
always, always, always the worst hometown date is at the end of the episode. Right. But this time it wasn't. What do you think of that, Neebs? Mm. So the the last date was was Katie, right? And yeah. she was I don't know, man. She's she she seems like the favorite. It it didn't seem like uh there was anything going wrong with that date, but they usually what they do, they try to make you like freak uh, kind of like freak you out and say like the d- person he's going to pick has the most like clashing in the hometown date. Like the parents are the most against it. It happened in uh, Rachel season, Rachel Lindsay. It happened in like a few others. It's just like they clash more. And I didn't see as much uh, clashing. They just went out, got groceries, built furniture. They had like a cute little date where they didn't really do anything. And I guess a lot of them, they just wanted to see like what life would be like if there were a real couple. And I didn't think it was that interesting of a date, but I don't think they're that interesting of a couple. So I don't know what to tell you. Jeez, do you just hate Katie? <laughs> I love Dude. Katie. I just don't think they're interesting. I, okay, I have nothing okay. wrong with two boring white people finding each other. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just so, cause like I've been talking with Deja this entire season yeah, and like, you know, I guess we're like kind of in a bubble a little bit, but it's like, I, I was pegging Katie to become the bachelorette. Or at least like may or the winner. I I think it's either Gabby or Katie at the end of this. But I was like, there's there's got to be something because she has had so much screen time. You mm. know what I mean? But she wasn't. She was the very last one, and it wasn't the worst one. But the first one was Gabby's hometown, yes. in Vermont. So Gabby meets Zach in a forest, and they look like a Hallmark commercial and everything. They're <laughs> drilling into some trees and. They have a lot of uh, sexual innuendos with, like, the sap and, like, Zach sticking his fingers in oh, wet yeah. areas and trees. And I just had a whole body shiver. But they taste test maple syrup to see which one is fake. Zach picks the fake one, obviously. It was pretty <laughs> – I mean, what else is he going to pick? Let's be real. Right. Let's be real. But Gabby was disgusted. But it didn't lose him any points. Gabby was talking about in her like um, talk with the producers that she says family is the most important thing for her. So she hopes that her family accepts Zach. Neebs, what did you think of this like syrup hunting date? I don't even know what to call it. What would you call it? I don't know. Goodwill syrup hunting. <laughs> Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Ooh, maybe that's the title of the episode. Maybe, maybe. Oh, man. But yeah, Zach was out there finger-banging a tree, and he just seemed to be really happy uh, on the date. And then, yeah, he had the palate of a four-year-old where he picked the one with high fractuse corn syrup. <laughs> that was the one he liked the most. I was like, okay, pretty typical. Um, but they seem to have a good day. They seem like they have fun together. Uh, no matter what happens, Gabby leaves the winner because she had the pretty woman date where she got Jimmy Choo's shoes and stuff like that. I think Gabby's solid. I don't think we need to worry about her. Whether she gets the man or not, she's already a winner. She's got the Instagram followers. She got all the, um, what you call it, you know, clothing and stuff, which I have a theory about that. I have a crazy theory about that. You want to hear it? Okay, here, we like to do a thing in our show called tin foil hat okay. moments. So everyone, fashion your tin foil hat because this time the guest has a theory. Neeps. What's your theory? My theory is the pretty woman date where they get all the prizes does not come from The Bachelor. It does not come from The Bachelor producers. It actually comes from the sponsors. I think they show them a bunch of the girls that are left and the sponsors pick what girl 
get the pretty woman date because they want their clothes on someone that they think fits their uh, what you call it image, and that's why you never see a black woman or a person of color get a pretty woman date. I always thought okay, so I was under the impression that the pretty for listeners that don't know the pretty woman date is when the bachelor like splurges and um, quote unquote buys the contestant like purses uh shoes dresses and they model it from the bachelor it's a whole thing like the movie pretty woman i was under the impression that that is a person that the bachelor really really likes if you get the pretty woman date it like increases your chances of winning like exponentially but you're saying that the sponsor who who sponsored this blue dress by gabby like yeah the the the, uh explain your theory the boutique the boutique that had all of these clothes Mm. all the the shoes the gowns they sponsor and they get to pick who they want wearing that outfit because only two women who have been picked in the pretty woman date have actually won uh the the thing only two women the rest have not won actually wait really only two i think so i could have sworn it's like a higher percentage than that no it was only two i believe we'll look it up later but congrats to gabby on your syrup date it seems like it's going well but this is when we get to meet gabby's family and zach meets gabby's sisters mom and i think it was a brother or brother-in-law of gabby's sister and zach is talking about how gabby fed him syrup and their time together and gabby's family i'm not sure if they're into it or not they didn't seem that interested but zach says to the family that he actually sees a future with gabby and i couldn't tell if this was him hinting to gabby and her family like i'm gonna pick gabby you know or something along that line did you get this impression deeps no I, feel, I think she's like a favorite right now really i feel like he just says generic things and i don't know if because he's trying to be like not give any hints or he just doesn't have anything articulate to say because he kind of just goes on and goes you know, uh, I, I, I'm falling for this person. I can see a future with this person. Very generic lines, I feel like. But he said mm-hmm. that to all of them. Even the ones he, I think he's going to pick, he says it to them. So he, I think he's doing a good job not showing his hand, even though he's been showing his hand all season with Katie. I think in front of the parents, he does a good job not showing his hand. Okay, I I disagree because mm. I think there's a moment in this later in this episode where he's clearly not picking this person. Yeah, clearly not. But we'll get there when we get there. So Gabby's dad, Kevin, is talking about like eh, he does the like typical thing like that a lot of dads do. But in the end, he's actually supportive. Yeah, I believe he talks about how Gabby uh, and Gabby, him and Gabby's mom actually met in a lunchroom and it was love at first sight and how he understands that love can happen quickly because when you know you know so when gabby and zach meet up outside zach says to have trust just trust the process while gabby is sobbing her eyes out Mm. and while crying gabby says she wouldn't be doing this if she didn't believe that this was a real thing i think this is the clearest indication in my opinion that zach is like just chill out i'm gonna pick you you know like just i encoded bachelor language what did you think neeps i feel like there's a good chance that's possible because my two top picks are are both gabby and and katie and i feel like if it's not katie it's got to be gabby and because we've seen him like at the earliest sign of some kind of like 
trauma or some kind of issue, he shows the girl the door. He's like, whoa, whoa. And I think when Katie opened up about um, her father issues where it's like two men have like walked out on her, I don't think Zach had the emotional depth to, to deal with something like that. It feels like he's only 26, even though he's man looks like he's 40. He's only 26 years old. And I feel like that's freaks him out a little bit. And I don't, I'm older than Zach. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. I know. I know. Homie is aging like milk. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's here's it. Like, cause me and Deja have also said this and I've like noticed that at this first sign of friction, yeah, or when a woman like has like a concern, she is out the door. She's right. in that limo immediately. And I think that gives us a glimpse of who he's attracted to. Or like, I think Zach at the core just wants someone to make his life easier. Yeah. I don't think, which is why I was like, I don't think he's going to date a black woman. Not that yeah. black women make things hard, but when you're in an interracial relationship, there will be obstacles right. that I don't think Zach is willing to overcome, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, Neebs? Did uh, you get that I, impression, I, too? I totally get that. I, uh, we had someone on our show. Her name is Sulia, and she said the same thing. She was like, he's not picking her. Like, I, I can take one look and say he's not picking her. And I was like, she was like, she, just, she said black women just know. They just know. They can take one look at someone, and they just know. And that's what she said on our podcast. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I could see that. But... Uh, Charity was fooled for a long time, yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna give this hometown in Vermont a thumbs up. Me too. It went pretty well. I think it went pretty like, well. Like nothing, nothing bad per happened per se. I think it went like as far as hometown dates go, it was pretty solid. But then we get to Ariel's date, which is in New York. I love New York. Yes, um, yes, and I think it just shows how where. Ariel gets her humor and yeah. it gets because as soon as I heard Ariel's parents speak, because in the previous episode Ariel does an impression of her, her father, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, damn, Ariel, that was pretty good. <laughs> but she's from New York, and she's like, New York is extended family member of hers. They right. go to Central Park, they go to this place called Ben's Pizza and get calzones. They eat mm. sandwiches, notably, they eat something like. The Harry Met Sally restaurant, but they specifically don't go to the Harry Met yeah, Sally yeah, restaurant, yeah. which is which bothered me a little bit. But she's Jewish, yeah, and she is like faithfully Jewish. And I'm wondering, like I said before, Zach, whenever there's conflict, mm-hmm. he's out of there. Is Zach gonna convert? Like, what's going on here, Zach? What did you get out of this, Neeps? Listen, I think. Ariel's just super hot. She is like a baddie, like a Bond girl baddie, right? And I, I think she's hard to resist. And uh, you can say it. I can't. I'm a married man. I'm a married yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ariel is has a very nice personality. <laughs> <laughs> She has a very nice a lot of things. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that, right? Um, also, it wasn't Central Park; it was Washington Square Park they went to, which is my favorite oh. park. It's right next to NYU and right next to McDougal, which has some of the best restaurants. Uh, which is interesting because they went to a pizza place, uh, and that pizza place I think just had more area to shoot from because right next to it is Artichoke Pizza, which is a very very famous pizza place, and they didn't choose Artichoke and they chose that one, which is which is sketch. Uh, but yes, I love that park where they play chess and everything. All of that is real. There's a guy there who always plays chess and he challenges everybody. It's a beautiful, beautiful park. It's got this huge water fountain 
Very nice. So I love that they took her to places that are like really in New York and like really famous. And like, that's a great place to hang out. As far as her faith goes, I don't think she is someone he is going to take home uh, and marry because I don't think Zach, I don't think Zach can do it. I think if like a girl saying, hey, I want a one-on-one is too much for him to handle a girl saying, hey, I want you to... (laughs) Leave your, you know, Lord and Savior and come to <laughs> and maybe get circumcised. I don't know how it works, but like, I don't think he's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I think you're extremely right. Cause, Ariel, I, but I'm wondering if Ariel even holds that the, her partner has to be Jewish. If, I, I feel like if she, if her partner has to be Jewish, I don't know if she would have gone on this show. No, I agree. But I think... Especially for Zach. But I you think know? Zach but I think it's, might be yeah. a little more hesitant about that. He wants everything easy. He wants someone who's just oh, going to sure. plug and play, fit right into his life. Exactly. And also, I want to know from a New Yorker's perspective, do you think that this initial, like, before the family date was representative of a New York date? Like, if you were the bachelor, the mm. bachelorette, where would you take someone on a date in New York? Uh, so it depends, right? Because where they took them is not a bad mm. spot because they have some really famous, uh, great places to eat there, but they're all hole in the wall. So it depends on the kind of girl. If you if you are mm. going on a date with a girl who loves a good dive bar, loves a good hole in the wall, great place where they took them because that NYU area, Washington Square Park, great. If you want someone who's a little bit more classy, you got to take them to like Columbus Circle, take them to the Upper East Side, little fancier places, places okay. where you know. So, okay. It depends on the kind of girl and the kind of date, you know. Like for if for the first date, take her to a hole wall, see what she see what she thinks, right? Um, or it, like if you match with them on like an app, then you don't know they could catfish you. You don't want to spend crazy amounts of money on a catfish. <laughs> second date, you can take her to a nice date. <laughs> okay, that's that's very fair. It, but I feel like Ariel is a type of person that is very classy. She gives me that impression. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's gonna like. Well, I don't know. She, I feel I mean, like she, she can took, do both. I feel like she can she can adapt. A girl who can do both. Yeah, yeah. Do both. Uh, okay, I have a question. I have a question. I remember when I was on your show mm-hmm. a long time ago, and you said that if you you can you regularly talk to contestants. Yes, I did. While the show is airing. Yes. Did you try to talk to Ariel? No, but I have talked to Leka. Me and Leka are, are friends now. Really? What? And she did not what? get invited to the Women Tell All. They hate I her. Tell. They hate but her. But Victoria J got invited. Yeah. Uh, some girl named Olivia. Some girl got eliminated night one. Right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Like, come on. Like, let's be real. Yeah. But um, let's go on with Ariel's date. She specifically says that her brother is the one to worry about because mm-hmm. he once offered to beat up her exes like every other <laughs> f- male figure in someone's life. Right. But Ariel's family, her Ariel's dad, which what was his name? He had a cool, Felix yeah. was his name. No S, just Felix. Yeah. Her brother Bobby, his wife, and Ariel's mom. And I get the impression that Zach was doomed from the start. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no way he was winning because yeah. you know they they're like one on one times with each of the family members and. Bobby just straight like drills into Zach. It, but here's the thing: there were very reasonable questions, like yeah. not even like bad like gotcha questions on the show. It was like 
What's what's Ariel's favorite color? Yeah, you know what I mean. Why should Ariel choose you? Right, since, like because since it goes both ways, and I've never seen a lead answer this badly. Yeah, I know. Like he he truly hadn't thought about why would Ariel choose me? I'm the batch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Did you think it, it was it this bad, Neebs, or am I just exaggerating? No, what do you think? I don't think you're exaggerating. It's this bad. Even a few episodes ago, when Katie was telling him about like. Uh, the issues with her father. He had nothing to say to comfort her. He just blabbled and they couldn't even edit it together to make it look like a complete sentence. Like, homie, think of what you're going to say and say it. It takes two steps. <laughs> like, I don't understand. He just like kind of like babbles through things and I feel like he thinks two that steps. he's a bachelor. He doesn't have to try. And hometown is the first time where he had to try and I don't think he did that great of a job, to be honest. Is that the one where he asked like her birthday and he didn't know? <laughs> Her middle name, and he also didn't oh, know. Oh, yep. That was exactly the one. Yeah. And he was like, I think what really stood out to me was that he was asked, like, wh- again, he was like, um, what, what, did, what did her brother say? Like, why should Ariel choose you? Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm really nice. I love to cook. Um, I'm really real with my intentions. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Zach? Like, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. Mm. And that's what I knew. Zach is not choosing no, Ariel. Not even there close. is no, there is no way on this earth that he's going to walk out of here with Ariel. And I'm, I, now I, I, I'm hesitant to say this, right. but I think we know why Ariel lasted until the final three. Wait, I, I have my theory. What's yours? Because of fantasy suites. Yeah, that was my idea too. Yeah, <laughs> but but he says later in the episode that there's no sex this week. But yeah. did he mess up? But did he? Who mess did up? he mess up with? I mean, listen. like, uh, why do you think Ariel lasted this long, Neebs? Be I, real with me. Listen, when I've seen some of the episodes with her, uh, like certainly ones with she's in the pool where she's like eyes up here <laughs> like, I, like there is there is crazy attraction there and i get that and i think man is just um i don't know man i, th- I think she is someone who is a little irresistible and it comes to uh attraction and i think outside of that there's nothing else there and i think it seems like he wants his cake and eat it too but he also is portraying himself as someone who does not want that right like Clayton is someone who's like yeah I'm gonna go through everybody right (laughs) (laughs) don't phrase it like that have a little decorum this is decoding reality I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry but uh, I don't know I don't know if anyone is someone that he screws up with I could see him screwing up with uh, Ariel I think uh, she's also very Cause like she puts in a lot. Um, I don't know. She's very flirty and she's like very like, I don't know. She comes onto him quite a bit and I feel like he likes that cause mm. he has to do less work. Yeah. He, she has a very dry sense of humor and I couldn't really get it until now for a long time. I'm like, is she joking? Is she, yeah. is she funny? I couldn't tell for the longest time, but you know what? We're team Ariel on this podcast, even though yeah. Zach may not be. I'm team because- Ariel's dad. Cause he said there would be orgies and there was a lot of scenes where they were naked. <laughs> and then they, 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 they like, like two, the two instances where like naked people came to join them. I was like, that's not an orgy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's the yeah, closest they got was, to one. It was, 
It was very interesting. Specifically, when Zach is talking to Felix, Ariel's dad, he says, Zach says, he doesn't know how he's going to feel a week from now. Yeah. Like, And then her dad rightfully says, if Zach is not willing to give you 100%, he's only giving you 25%. Why should I give 100%? Yep, like, he, he really did not try on this day. And mm-hmm. I was... I was very disappointed in Zach, more so than usual. But mm-hmm. that's an understand statement. But then we go to Char- Charity's date, mm-hmm. hometown date in Columbus, Georgia. I'm from Columbus, Ohio, oh, so nice. I, was, I got really excited. I was like, Columbus, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. But uh, during this whole day, I kept thinking like that TikTok sound of like we rocking with Mark because Mark is rocking <laughs> with us, but. Because Zach was the only white guy there. It's okay. Charity makes Zach try barbecue. He enjoys it. And Charity's friends ask Charity a good question. And they ask if they have said the L word. And Charity says they're on that trajectory. Mm. And (laughs) I don't think that's very promising on this. And this is when I was like, man, Charity's going home. Did you, what'd you think, Deems? Yeah, I I felt like uh, when her brother kind of talked to her, the way he was answering is like trying to be respectful, but also not trying to seem super interested. And I don't know, it kind of just gave me like, yeah, he's setting it up. He's he's lowering their expectations a little bit because when you're, talking about like the date with gabby and the date with charity big difference big difference like trust me trust me it'll be all worth it and then the way he's acting with charity is completely different right um and i like that his family was very protective and i feel like he did not give them a lot of confidence in him uh so i i totally agree with you so specifically when charity's brother nehemiah uh, talks about Zach and is talking to Charity. She's he is specifically worried about Zach choosing Charity because of Charity's last relationship, which yeah. is what which uh, which was unfortunately abusive, yeah. and Charity had a really hard time coming back from that. And Nehemiah is rightfully worried about that, mm-hmm. and it seems like all of Charity's family has the same worry about. What if Zach doesn't choose Charity? Is Charity going to be okay? Yeah. And I am so worried because, like, everyone... It it almost felt like everyone was walking on eggshells a little bit, in my opinion. It felt that way. And they couldn't really, like, trust Zach. Rightfully so, because he didn't end up choosing Charity. But we'll get to that part later. Charity and Zach go line dancing for the rest of the day. Seems fun. Seems country. But Charity... Tell Zach that she was falling in love. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's really good to hear that. And I was like, oh. Yikes. Yikes. Brutal. 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 Uh. I mean, he, from what we see on the show, Zach didn't say the same thing to any of the women. Mm-hmm. Which is, eh, but what do you think about this, Neeps? Yeah. It, was, it was a little rough to see. And when her brother asked her, are you prepared to go through a heartbreak again? Like, you could see she was, like, scared. She was scared. She was very worried. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if she knows she's going to be strong enough to go through it again, right? She was very hesitant. And I felt for her. I, I felt really bad because someone who's been through, like, that kind of trauma and then to put yourself out there in front of the world and then just get 
dumped again when you're putting your heart on the line and you're saying you're falling for someone that's rough that's rough i think her family was right to be concerned uh but she i guess she's stronger than she thought because we'll get to that later but her reaction was better than Zach's reaction i'll say it felt almost like he was comforting him <laughs> yeah i i have a th- i have a tinfoil theory about Ooh, tin a- foil hat theory about Zach. And I feel as though we see Zach, whenever he gets the friction or the ick from a woman, yeah. they're immediately sent home. Yeah. Part of me thinks that he is searching for a reason to break up with them or to pin it on the women. Yes. So I think Zach is very concerned about looking like a bad bachelor. Yeah. I think that is at the top of his priority list, more so than finding love. He's yeah. really concerned about like being a good bachelor. And I think that goes into like next week's problem of him being like, no sex, no sex, and then immediately failing. Yeah. That's what the previous previews are telling us. But like did you do you agree with me? Or, or am I crazy? You know, so, or is this just a tinfoil hat moment? So here's the interesting part, right? Because they promoted him as the first, like, not the first, but they promoted him as a bachelor who doesn't care about being the bachelor. He doesn't care about Instagram followers. He does, he's going to, he's going to, mm. you know, shut down his Instagram once he's done. He is here for the right reasons. And then you see him and all he does is care about how he looks. And like, he doesn't want to be the bad guy in any situation. So I do agree with you, but I think it's funny how they promoted him as like the first bachelor we're having who doesn't care about Instagram followers and social media. All he cares about is finding love. So I don't know. It's, it's really weird extremely weird and it gets even weirder because katie's hometown is next notably katie's hometown date is happening in austin texas her family's not from there so they flew in but katie is i think she's a travel nurse and that's like her current residency Mm -hmm. i guess she's on a show i guess it's not so current but she's currently in austin texas if i'm not mistaken that is where zach is living as well yes that is true and I think that's huge, huge when it comes to picking like a final person at the end of this. Yeah. Because Katie does a lot of smart moves in this like moment. She goes to the grocery store. Yep. They build furniture together. Like, see, Zach, she everything's his arm easy with and me. squeezing his muscles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, you just move back to Austin, Texas, where you were already living anyway. You can move in with me. We already have the bed built, if you know what I mean. Plug and play. Katie, plug and pay. <laughs> like, Katie made so many smart moves. In this moment, like, do you think that she, I I got the impression that, like, either she knows she's going to win or she has a, like, she, she's getting real cocky. If you know what I mean, what do you think, Neeps? I think she knows she's going to win or the producers are in her ear telling her she's going to win because you notice she was one of the girls that stayed out of every single drama and that's what they do they look out for the girls who they think is going to be wifey Mm -hmm. and they make sure they stay out of every single drama because Kat or uh, the other Katie the one who looks like Katie uh, 
she got into it with uh, with Charity, and she got into it with Brooklyn, and she could have been a shoe in too. I mean, they basically looked the same to me. I don't know, right? So they're the reason why one of them got into the drama and the other one didn't. They the producers egged them on, and they tried to start drama with people, and they didn't do a single thing with uh, Katie. She has been under the radar whenever drama starts. So that kind of makes me think that, at the very least, producers are putting it in her ear that she's a shoe in. So. I have a theory. I have, a, I have another theory. Is it that Katie wasn't involved in drama? Or was that Katie's drama was edited out? I wouldn't be surprised if it was edited out. I would not Because be if you remember when Clayton was on Michelle's season? Yeah. There was a preview, if you remember this. He was involved in the whole jacket and the pool thing. Yeah. Or like he had like, uh, he, they, they showed him like arguing with some other guy. Yep. We never saw that footage. Yep, yep. We never saw it. So, like, I'm. It's not like Clayton was like home scot free. I think they just like deleted it when they wanted him to be the bachelor. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, and uh, turned out a mediocre season, but that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a whole nother podcast. But Katie making smart moves yep. when Katie like talks to her family. The, uh, she talks about how. Her stepdad left her. Her real right. dad left her. And every single man, besides her brother, mm. has failed her in her life, which right. is unbelievably depressing. That's pretty sad. Unbelievably depressing. And she stresses that she really needs her mom's approval for this relationship to go forward. Because mm. if she doesn't, Katie doesn't have faith in it anymore. So when Katie meets the, or when Zach meets the, katie clan i guess mm. katie's mom notices how handsy they are yep you know and katie's emphasizing like i need your approval mom yep. and zach again says that he sees a future with katie but when her mom asks if he was falling in love zach says he can't say that word lightly mm-hmm. and when um katie's mom asks katie about it she says that she's waiting to say that Waiting to say that she is falling in love with Zach. Yeah. And she just says she likes him so much. <sighs> we know that the L word is a big deal. Yeah. But I feel as though if you don't say the L word this week, I don't know. It's a big risk. What do you think, Neeps? I, from what I understand and what I remember, I feel like the L word, uh, you're allowed, you can't say you're falling in, you're, you're in love with them. You can say you're falling in love with them. So the girls get to tell them that they're falling in love with him. And then they don't get to say it until their hometown. And then they can say they're falling in love with them. And then around fantasy suites, the girls and the guy can say they're in love with them. And I think that's usually how it works. So I don't know if it's him thing. He can't say that word or producers telling him, Hey, don't say that word yet. Or else you'll mess up their uh, their master plan or their mind games that they're playing with all the other girls. Like even the girls who's going to win, they want them to sweat it out. They want them to be worried. They don't want them to be uh, think you're a shoe in. That's why sometimes the girl who was you know a shoe in, sometimes they wait, make her get the rose last, just to make her feel like maybe she doesn't have it in the bag, even though she's still their favorite. So. I don't know. I feel like producers have a lot more influence on when you can and can't use that word. 
Ah, man, you are a lot more cynical about the producers than I am. I am. I hate because them. I hate the producers. Here's the thing. I, I agree with you that the producers are a problem and should be watched out for. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think they're forced anybody to do anything. Mm, I feel like you know, I, like I feel like they don't force anybody. What I, but I, what I feel like they do is, hey, if you do this, this is going to make you look good. If you do this, this is going to make you look bad, and it's going to be edited. They threaten people with bad edits. I think is how they get away with a lot of this stuff, and they make them think they're doing them a favor. He's like, "Hey, I want. I'm doing you a favor. Trust me. If you do this, they they can't make you look bad. Or if you do this, they're gonna make you look bad. They they make you look mm. like they're your friends and they love you, but they're really getting word from somebody else and saying like, "Oh, the producers in the backstage, they're the bad ones. The editors are the bad ones. I'm here to protect you." Mm, Tin full hat, man. Tin okay. hat. <laughs> Here's the thing, you're not wrong. You are 100% not wrong in this regard. But continuing in Katie's date, Katie's mom gives Zach the thumbs up. She says yeah. he's kind and fun, that she supports this 100%. So then Katie tells Zach that she's falling in love, but they don't show Zach's response. Ooh, they don't show it at all. They yeah. Don't- they don't show it at all. They don't say like, "Oh, it's good to hear that." He he didn't say any. Like we don't see it at all, which I'm slightly concerned. So yeah. it's the end of hometowns, and that's when Zach meets up with Sean Lowe. And I I I I'm very interested in your to hear your opinion on like Sean Lowe being like a pseudo host this yeah. season or a pseudo mentor because he's been showing up everywhere you know zach recaps the hometowns to sean you know he says gabby makes him excited for the future ariel he loves ariel's sense of humor he says that like a million times he loves charity's hometown and it seems so effortless with her and katie makes him laugh and he loves her family sean relates to this but he tells a story about his time as the bachelor because he had fun on all of his hometowns but his mind just kept going back to Catherine, his now wife. Right. So, Neebs, what is your opinion on the use of Sean Lowe this season? And what is your opinion on like how it relates to Zach? Because I feel like they're trying to groom Zach in a way to like make him like Sean Lowe. Yeah. Like, it's almost like a soft reboot of the franchise, if you know what I mean. You know Absolutely. What? I, I 100% agree with you. Because I feel like they thought, when was the last time this show went off with no controversy? And they think like, well, Sean Lowe is the last person who actually been with the person he picked. Because, you know, there are a few people who've been with people they met on Bachelor Nation, but they, there's a little bit of a switcheroo with a few of them, like Ari. And uh, I think there's like one other guy who picked the wrong girl and changed his mind. But the person who picked the girl and stayed with the girl and had a family and kids is Sean Lowe. And he's also like a born-again virgin and he's super Christian and it's what their demographic loves. And I think they're trying to make him another Sean Lowe or they're trying to go back to formula. Be like, hey, we've tried a few different things. Let's go back to the classic. Let's go back to what made us famous. Forget the drama. Let's go to the love story and sell America this love story that they can believe in. And I feel like they're putting these little seeds of like Sean Lowe in there for us to remember what his season was like. Here's here's the thing, like I, the, my personal all time best season of The Bachelor ever was Hannah Brown. Yeah, Bachelorette or or Bachelor. What, what In the th- or Bachelor, like of the entire like okay. franchise was Hannah Brown. Yeah, yeah. 
And what made that good is that she was not perfect and yeah. there was a high potential she could choose wrong. Yeah. So yeah. like half the season you're yelling at the television, like, please don't pick Luke, please. Yes. Please, please, please. And then like and that grittiness like made it a better show. Yes. But it I my concern when it goes to going back to basics is number one, it's usually a white person centering mm-hmm. a white person. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's not as interesting when you don't have that friction of could they potentially do a bad decision? You yeah. know what I mean? It's not as interesting to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or am I weird? No, no, I get it. Like when you have a, a villain who is in like the final four and there's a good chance that they could pick the villain, that's wild. That's got everybody screaming at the TV and yelling at bars, right? And when there's like several villains that are in the final four, you're just like, whoa, what's going to happen here, right? So it's it's really interesting. Uh, Hannah Brown season was great because Jed ended up being a villain. Luke ended up being a villain. Pete became the, what you call it? And then Tyler became like a heartthrob in the social circle dating Gigi Hadid or whatever, right? Wild, wild yes, results. <laughs> It was, it's that's why I think it's the, my favorite of the franchise because it was yeah. like the tension was so high. So and I guess with Sean, like when everyone, I think Sean though and Michelle season had a like similar yeah. when like Michelle was so put together and yeah, so yeah. like I don't not I don't worry about Michelle choosing a horrible person. Yeah, um, it's it kind of makes it like less exciting yeah, in yeah, my yeah. opinion. You know, I agree. but. We'll see. We'll see next season on The Bachelorette, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it is now the rose ceremony. And Katie, I will say, I'll give the best dressed award to Katie because she had that awesome, like, villain shoulder moment, mm-hmm. but one of it was exposed. So Ariel gets the first rose, which surprised the hell out of surprised me. Surprised me, too. <gasps> I was like, Ariel? What? Okay. Then Katie. Yeah. Then Gabby. Yeah. And Charity goes home. Like, oh my gosh. Charity and Zach walk out of the mansion. And Charity, Zach starts to say why he did it. And Charity was like, forget it. Just cuts him off. Like, don't say that. Don't say it. Zach is trying to say, oh, this was a hard choice. No, she does not want to hear it. And he says he wasn't able to give the love that she deserves. So he had to send Charity home. And Charity in the car on the way home is like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? I'm like, what the heck? Like, she was so confused. Like, I was, I was shocked because they had me believing to the very end that he could choose a black woman. He let me down. What do you think, Neeps? Listen, I knew he wasn't going to pick a black woman from the Bad Bitch Energy episode because that man does not want a bad girl with bad bitch energy. <laughs> like, I knew he didn't. And I was not really surprised. But what I was surprised was how much of an awkward silence they let go on between, like, him walking her to the bench and then sitting on the bench and her crying. He had nothing to say for a good two minutes. And on TV, two minutes feels like forever. And she, I felt like she was almost consoling him. Be like, it's okay. It's okay. Because I felt like he was silent for so long that she started to feel bad for him. And I don't know. It was just... He is not good at comforting women, in my opinion. I just don't think he... Not at all. He doesn't all. have the empathy to do it. I... It, it, 
I don't think it's a question of empathy. I think it's a question of like not can't of find just, the right words. Are, do you remember the? Do you remember rewinding back when uh, Greer said she had COVID too? And he was yeah. like, "It's not the same." Yeah, it's not. I'm the trying same. to find my wife. I, <laughs> it's so different. Okay. Okay, and then and then when I think it was when he was talking, I think it was with the charity, yeah. and she's talking about like her abusive acting. He's like, ah, I relate because I couldn't find my taste in music. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, I think I. <laughs> what are you talking about, Zach? I think I think Zach just has a warped sense yeah. of like what is. I guess normal or bad, but notice I the hypocrisy, like, right? Where he's like, she's talking about her oh, quarter yeah. thing, and he's like, "Well, it's not the same." But your taste in music is the same as an abusive relationship, like Zach. <laughs> is not the same, Zach. Like, what are you doing? So that is the end of the hometown episode, Neebs. As a whole, in the ranking of hometown episodes. Was it a good hometown episode? I'm not sure. Like, what'd you think? I would say the middle of the road for me, to be honest. I feel like there was no family member that gave you, like, edge or made you concern. Uh, there was nobody really drilling him for, like, you know, making him uncomfortable. But it also wasn't bad. I feel like a lot of the families were really nice. Uh, you know, I think Ariel's uh, family had the most personality that stood out a little bit. Um uh, but I think it's fine. It was middle of the road. I don't think any of it really uh, was special, but it wasn't bad. I, I don't really... Middle of the road, I would say. Yeah. Middle of the road, you know. And we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And when we'll be back, we'll be talking about Season 27, Episode 9, The Women Tell All. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we're back, and we're going to be discussing episode nine of The Bachelor, The Women Tell All, which is a very interesting episode because, number one, it barely features The Bachelor at all, but mainly it is almost a reunion episode. So, Neebs, what is your opinion on The Women Tell All in general? Because they're usually my least favorite episodes in this season I, <laughs> by a country mile really by a country mile so for me it depends on how much drama there is on the show if you get a season like colton season where there's a lot of drama the women tell all is great uh when you get a season like i don't know uh clayton season um not so much is it all depends on on the women and i feel like there was a few women that were left out our girl Leka was not even invited uh and you can tell <laughs> what people uh what the produ- what people the producers 
like and which ones they hate when they don't even invite. They invite people who were like left, let go on the first date, and other people weren't invited at all. So it's kind of funny how that happens. <laughs> so who do you think should have got invited but didn't? Uh, I think Leica should have got invited. I feel like she did that lick thing, which was very popular. Uh, and also, what lick thing? She, what are you she talking? licked what are you? him. She licked him. You remember? On the first day, she licked him. I licked it, so it's mine. I have no idea what you're talking about. She was about. the Indian girl who said, "I." she licked him on his ear, and she said, I licked it, so it's mine. Oh, ew, yeah. ew. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Uh, you know who I'm surprised didn't come? Ooh. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey didn't show up. That was wild. More, or what was like Bailey on the daily, yeah. and then Zach was like Moreland Balin. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm surprised she didn't show yeah. up. But so two randos, Victoria J and Olivia, something yeah. rather got invited. A little strange. Uh, I, I guess. Strange. I guess they just hated the morning Balin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think it's notable who got a hot seat and who yeah. didn't get a hot seat. Jess got a hot seat. Greer got a hot seat. Charity got a hot yeah, seat. Yeah. You know, but this episode starts off with a lot of fighting. You know, Brooklyn doubles down on her quote, yeah. like, if the shoe fits, lace that bitch <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Which is snaps, very clever, very clever. But I think the most important part of this arguing is that Anastasia gets accused for only being here for followers. Yes. And. I wouldn't say that they're wrong, but at the same time, it's literally her job. And also at the same time, I, you really believe that every single one of you is also here for right, love? Right, right. Let's be, be FFR. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, did you, do you think that Anastasia, oh, she also got accused of having a boyfriend. Yeah. Do you think that Anastasia is lying? Or do you think that everyone was telling the truth? Listen, they said they had receipts, and I kind of believe them. When a couple of people say they have receipts and they've seen the receipts, um, I kind of tend to believe that. And I don't think she was pushing that hard on the thing. Because she was like, my mom had it. Who are you talking about? She knew exactly who they were talking about. And then she had to pretend like she didn't. Um, I think what they said about Anastasia is most likely true. I also think... That it's not uncommon for someone to be like, I'm going on this show, but it's going to be ma- mainly for publicity, right? I don't think that is that far out of the realm of possibility. The fact that they all do it at an at a extent is pretty much what I'm talking about, right? Like, basically, like, she's talking about 50K followers. I think there's, like, a line. Like, everybody knows, but, like, if you say it then that line is crossed and then you become the enemy. Like it happened on uh, Katie's season with, uh, I forgot that guy's name, the really tall guy. Uh, oh, I forgot what his name, James or something, who ended up marrying Becca or getting engaged to Becca. He basically said, have you ever thought, they asked, okay. have you ever thought okay. about being the bachelor? And he goes, yeah, I thought about it. And then they just went at him and at him. And like, <laughs> come on, everyone's thought about it. But she went out and it's, said 50K yeah. followers. She was specific. And I think because of that, they all attacked her. So here's the thing. Did Anastasia get 50K no, followers? No, she didn't. No, she didn't. 
<laughs> Even Greer doesn't have 50k like, followers, and she's been there so much longer. Nobody has 50k. I, ch- I think I checked before this pod. As the recording on this pod, the charity who was announced as the next Bachelorette yeah. does not have 50k. The only person who does is Christina Mandrell, but her job before this was being an influencer right. as well. Right now, Anastasia is only at 29.1k. So here's the thing. I. I'm more mad that Anastasia's prediction was so off yeah. base than about her making that prediction. I think it shows that the show and is I dying. Think, it's not the same draw as it was before. You think the show is dying? If you compare it to things like Love is Blind, wow. which is more body diversity, more diversity in general, uh, they do so much better. And uh, The Perfect Match, uh, Too Hot to Handle, all these shows are doing what the Bachelor refuses to do and grow with their audience. And these shows are taking over. Like, uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl who dated uh, Dipti got 200K followers from her season. 200K followers. Whoa. 200K. Oh, I guess they picked the wrong reality show. Yeah. I, think, I think you're right that the Bachelor's refusal to adapt with this times is what's really hurting it. But, but at the same time, I will counter. I think that one of the few things that I like about The Bachelor, even though it's detrimental, is that they take it way too seriously. Yeah. Way too seriously. Like, there's got to be a marriage at the end of this. You have to propose at the end of this. You know what I mean? Like, this means everything. Are you ready for an engagement? But their counterparts take a very very lighter approach sometimes you don't even have to get married i know in love is blind you have to get like married at the end of it but then you live with each other for Mm -hmm. a long time there's like different factors i don't know if it's dying yet i would i would disagree i I, I, I was talking to leica the girl who licked the person and i was like yo you have like you licked a person on live tv for three thousand followers (laughs) like come on girl (laughs) wow (laughs) like come on i mean when you put it that way right when you put it that way uh, but, but she said that she didn't want to do that. The producers kind of made her do that. You know what she wanted to do? What? Yeah, she said she wanted to bring flower garlands on the show and put cultural flower garlands on him, which is what they do in India. And they were mm. like, no, we can't do that. Why don't you do this? Your name sounds like Likya. Why don't you just lick him? And that's what they did. And then she said oh. that's why they didn't invite her back because she blasted that the producers kind of made her do that. What? Okay, okay, rewind, rewind. Yeah. So that's the reason. Number one, she didn't give it. Number two, I'm very cur- curious because later in the episode, when Greer is apologizing for blackface, oh, yeah. they bring out a person named Dr. Banks. Or it's like they're like diversity, like consultant or something mm-hmm. or something. I don't know what they never say her exact title, yeah. but like definitely consulting on the show. Dr. Banks, if you've been here the whole time, you've been sleep at the wheel, <laughs> or did they just hire no, Dr. I, Banks like right now? What do you think? I think they just got her for the blackface controversy. She was not there before. She was. They, I think what they did was okay. We never addressed this before. We freaking the 
they didn't have Eric, who actually did but blackface address it, and, and the girl who defended blackface. They had her come on and they had her apologize and everything. But the guy got away with it. He actually won, I think, and and got away with it or whatever. And it's yep. it's wild. And then I guess like they got a lot of backlash from that. So they're like, okay, this time we got to do it right. And they brought her in because of what happened with Greer. I think if Greer didn't happen, she would not have been here. Like, it's not... Here's... As a black person, here's my, like, professional black opinion. I don't give... I really don't care about Greer's apology. Because in the year of our Lord 2023, I feel as though people have figured out to give the correct apology, Mm. even though, like, they may or may not need it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel as though we can just plug in the phrases that we need to say, I'm listening and learning... I'm, you know what I mean? Like we, it, I'm doing the work. I don't I'm believe doing it. the research. Like, yeah, I'm doing the research. I'm doing the work, and I'm like, okay, you you read white fragility. It's gonna take more than that. <laughs> like, so I then in that regard, I didn't care about the apology because I knew it wasn't like coming from a good place mm-hmm. of like we're actually learning or listening, yeah. whatever she wants to say. I think it's. I think it's indicative of number one, either the producers not liking her and throwing her on the bus because they protected Eric yeah. before and they protected other care people who did blackface right. or number two, it's a little, a little too late now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a little too late. Like I, I'm sure Rachel Kirkconnell could have used the help of Dr. Banks <laughs> if we're, you know, not a manual Ocho. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What'd you think? I so here's the thing, right? I had an opinion when I was watching. It's kind of like the same as yours. I'm like, all right, these sound like very rehearsed, uh, very rehearsed answers. But then I went on her Instagram and I saw her like retweet or repost a bunch of people saying they accept her apology who are not black. And I'm like, that's not really your apology to accept. Career. Oh, come on, like, like the. That exactly that proves my point yeah. exactly. It's not. It's it's never been. Like, I, I guess yeah. Sincere. Like if it was like you know the black Jarrets or like you know two black girls, one rose, like one of those like uh, places saying they accept the apology, I'd be like, okay, fine, retweet that. But then like basher windmill, basher rabbit hole, like these are like done by like people who aren't black. Like what's the point of reposting these of them a, a thing? It's so brave of her to go out there and talk. I'm like. Mm. I don't know about that. I, I that that made me feel a little something. Yeah, uh, it's the bachelor being bachelor, refusing to adapt. Even when they tried to adapt, they adapted yeah. wrong. But I do want to go over specific hot seats because Jess got a hot seat. I don't think Zach really cared about Jess that mm-hmm. much. You know, like for her to deserve a hot Revenge seat. Revenge the body glitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, I guess, like, I wasn't talking about the body glitter, but, like, she brings up the point of, like, the one-on-one thing. And I think Jess's greatest crime wasn't that she was asking for a one-on-one. It was that she, I think she exposed the show a little bit. Exposed the math on the show because she was doing the math. And her intuition was right. If you're not getting a one-on-one at this stage, you had any one-on-one time with The Bachelor, you're kind of just SOL. You know, it doesn't matter what the bachelor says he's gonna yep. do. 
if you, you know, and I think that was her biggest crime yeah. as far as the producers go, you know, so I guess that's why she got a hot seat. Did you have any hot takes about this? Because I sure did. No, I feel like she's a very forgettable character on the show. I feel like she was very young on the show uh, and she just had that episode where she kind of just started crying and he was going to let her go that day anyways at the rose ceremony. So I don't think it was a big deal. It was just weird because he was like, snapped at her a little bit like what are you talking about a one-on-one like what what is that as if like she just wants a one-on-one and not what the one-on-one symbolizes which is time and like you know building a connection uh but he tried to make it look like she was just there for clout and just to get on a one-on-one and i thought that was a little disingenuous of our boy zach our boy. I, I mean I that sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of our boy Zach, he gets put in the hot seat as well this episode. And he explains to several women that there was never a single moment where he decided he like didn't like someone. I beg to differ, because like we can see it on camera. But all of it was just a hard choice to make. You know what I mean? Like the typical bachelor speak, yeah. you know. And Zach, you're full of shit. <laughs> you are absolutely full of shit. I'm just... But then again, what else is he supposed to say? Yeah. Is there a world where Zach could even provide a better answer, Neeps? No, I don't even think they let you, man. Like, Shacklecross or whatever his last name is. I feel like the thing is, a lot of bachelorettes and bachelors have done that. Where they're like, I didn't know until the last moment. But also, they'll tell the guy, it was you. It was you the whole time. Like, you know, he's... People have done that, mm. and I feel like Caitlyn has done that with the guy that she picked. Um, Nick Vial has did that with the person he picked. So, like, yeah, they go on the show and they say, I didn't know until, but really they know. They know the whole time, and I feel like it's just something they have to Really? Share. You think they know the whole time? I would say they have an idea the whole time, and they just confirmation bias as every date goes on and on and on, unless something, tra- tra- uh, you know, drastic happens i feel like that's what it is they have like three people they like and then as the dates go on confirmation bias they just like that person more and more and then that's it i feel like that's how it happens i don't think when they go into their final four they're actually torn between two people i think that's very very rare the only person i could say that did that was probably ben that i would believe really Okay, that's surprising. Even even Rachel Lindsay was like she had that crazy breakup with that guy Peter, but even she said no, the guy she picked, she liked him the whole time. So I don't know. So I feel like this is just something Mm. they say. I remember I uh, Katie Thurston did a podcast a couple weeks ago uh, about like her life post Bachelor, and she was talking about like. And no, no one believes her, but she said Greg was never number one. I don't believe that at all. Like, really? Blake was your number one? And that dissolved, like, immediately after the show. But I don't know about that, Katie. I don't know. But I I think she's a little too brave to admit it. But more importantly, Jesse Palmer gives a preview of the next Mm. week. Which he calls, well, he claims that Zach called it sex week. And in these previews, Zach says he will not be having sex. And in more of the preview, he says that he let the women down. Mm -hmm. Neebs, my question to you. Did Zach 
fuck someone <laughs> in the <laughs> fantasy suite. Did did he did he? Part of me is worried that it's just all like fake, yeah. you know, like preview BS. I'm more angry that Zach put like that hard in the edit of like I will not be having yeah, sex. Yeah for the whole world to see only for him to break it, which is like, you don't even have to announce yeah, yeah. it. You don't even have to, you, no one putting that rule out except yeah, you, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? So do you think that he actually did the do in the fantasy suites? I feel like if they are hyping it up like, like that, he have to have done it or else it's just going to be super disappointing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, my question, the big one is who the girl is that's what i'm more concerned about um here's the thing i don't care that he did it like props to you bro you know i okay like i think it's like (sighs) it's understood that there's a good chance that the bastard Mm -hmm. is going to do that uh and unless any of the girls say hey i'm not comfortable with that you're free to do it. <laughs> I, I feel like that's, that's the past. Uh, if like Susie or somebody else was like, okay, if you did this, I don't want to be with you. Um, that, okay, fine. But if no one says anything, I think that's expected. I think he's going to do it. So I don't know. He, but he's the one that said yeah. it. He put the restriction on himself. Who do you think he did it with? If he did it. I feel it? like the reason it's a big deal is because he did it with somebody he doesn't want to pick. Whoa. So you think it is... Really? Because I feel like Ariel's the type to come (laughs) onto him. And I feel like he's just like... If someone came onto him, he would let it happen, but he wouldn't be the one to initiate it. And Ariel, based on like how she is with him, I wouldn't be surprised if she initiates it. I think it takes is I'm I do think that I I hope I hope the two parties are consenting. I mean I'm sure they're consenting. I feel like there is consent for sure, but I feel like you know he doesn't want to be the person to initiate it. But once someone else initiates it, there's consent and they do it. That's that's what I'm thinking. Oh man! Oh, and then. The shame, the shame. He, I mean, here's the thing, Ariel. Do what you do. What you gotta do. I, I think. Have you seen I, Ariel? She's more gonna concerned. be hard to say no to. <laughs> I'm a married man, but I, I think the problem for me, there is no problem if two adults find that time enjoyable with yeah. each other. Go yeah. for it. I'm just concerned that zach put this re- why why did he put this restriction you know on himself why? i think he is why? bitter over rachel i think rachel and him had something happen and because of that he came out of that fantasy with rachel traumatized like after their date it was weird <laughs> they had like a weird energy they had this weird talk at the end it was he just did not like Rachel. Something happened in their date, and he he threw a lot of shade at her during the season. You'll notice there's some shade being thrown. Rachel did something to him, and because of that, he was, I don't know, not about it. And because of that, he's like, no sex during sex week, because he's like, I don't know, probably a little shade to Rachel, and then ended up doing it anyways. I I, I do think Rachel der- deserves a little bit of justice because she got thrown so hard under yeah. the bus 
her season that she had to share with someone else. I don't think I've ever seen, besides Clayton, I think Clayton gets thrown under the bus, deservingly so, but sometimes it's like they're dancing on his grave yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? When they got the little choir to talk about how terrible oh Clayton was, I was like, okay, all right. But I, Rachel's not a super yeah, villain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, Zach was acting like she was a real super yeah. villain. That was so concerning to me because she didn't do that. She didn't do anything wrong. I think Zach is just super judgmental. Yeah, yeah I said it. I said it. Zach, you can hear me. I think you're uh. judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I. Zach, chill out. It's fine. It's fine. If it's Ariel, it's even more fine. I don't think I don't think Gabby or Katie would express any, I guess, bad opinion about it. What do you do? You think that Katie or Gabby would be mad about I it? I think they would be self conscious about it. If he chose not to do it with them and chose it to do it with someone else, I could see them getting in their head and getting self conscious about it. Maybe not mad, but self conscious. Yeah. Yeah, and if it's a girl that he truly wasn't going to pick, oh, brutal, 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 brutal. Well, good luck to Zach. (laughs) I hope it was everything you dreamed of. But the most important part of this woman tell all is the very end where Charity is the next Bachelorette. Were you surprised? Because I I could not. I. I was shocked because this show, this season has been really on Gabby and Katie's side. So I was like, one of them has got to win and one of them is going to be a bachelorette. Because they had so much screen time. And I get it because they're the final two. But, like, I really thought that Katie was going to be the next bachelorette. And I'm so happy because I have no complaints about charity. Like, close to none. What do you I, think? I am pleasantly surprised i am super happy that charity is is the bachelorette i think that's the best outcome i did not think that was going to happen i actually thought it was going to be brooklyn i feel like brooklyn was marketable the whole rodeo brooklyn. yeah brooklyn. Uh, listen to me listen to me i could oh. i could see the commercials now her coming up with the cowboy hat on and rodeo puns and talking about like save a horse ride a cowgirl like they could have so many fun that's what they like to market that's why we have so many pilots on the show they'd like to market people and i feel like that she's very marketable they gave her a little hero edit and i think she kind of lost her hero edit a little bit in the in the women tell all but before that she had a hero edit like standing up for charity and having good one-liners and being very like having a personality i really thought it would be her so I'm surprised it wasn't her, but I'm actually pleasantly surprised that it's Charity instead. So I do have a question for you, because are you aware of the gossip around the book called How to Win the Bachelor? Yes, yes. And rumor has it Gabby was reading it on the show. What if, what if, tinfoil hat moment, Gabby was going to be the next Bachelorette Zach picks Katie. They find out that Gabby was reading a book and therefore she disqualifies herself. And then they go to charity. That's a tinfoil hat that I will put on because I kind of believe that. I could see that happening. (laughs) Because not that I don't believe in charity. I don't believe in charity. (laughs) I know. It's not that I don't believe in charity. It's that 
she was involved in a lot of drama this yeah. season or drama adjacent and people fought for charity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she was the one that, and usually people who are at the center or involved in drama don't become the bachelor yeah, bachelorette yeah. a lot of times, or at least it gets cut mm-hmm. out and they didn't cut out any of that with charity. Yeah. So I was like, interesting, but charity is a type of candidate where, she deserves it. It's like the correct choice. I don't see a lot of friction coming from that choice that like we mentioned with Hannah mm. Brown. Like I'm not scared Charity's gonna pick a Luke P. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I agree. And if they're going back to the love story, I guess that's a good choice to pick Charity because I feel like she actually wants to find yeah. love. You know? I could see that. I could see that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Charity actually picks somebody and sticks with them. I feel like she's a genuine person. Yeah. Really? Okay. So good luck to Charity. Good luck to any... Good luck, Zach and the Fantasy Suites. Neebs, for this last couple minutes, what are your predictions for next week on The Bachelor? All right. My predictions, and I've been wrong a couple of times, so take that with a grain of salt, but my predictions would be he wants to pick Katie, he ends up sleeping with Ariel, and I think that's where the drama happens. And he lets Gabby go before anything even starts so it's the two people left are uh ariel and katie and i don't think he's going to pick someone who isn't christian so i think he's going to go with katie you think katie final answer final answer okay okay we will see if you're right next week neebs thank you so so much for joining me for this episode you're a real lifesaver Please tell the people where they can Absolutely. find you. So my handle is Watch with Neebs. Neebs is spelled N-E-E-B-Z. Same uh, handle on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I do bachelor content all over. And then I have a podcast called Salam Nerds Podcast. So where we can catch tons of shows, including The Last of Us, Bachelor, Mandalorian, all types of nerd culture. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Sounds good. Well, you can find me wherever toys are sold at Freddy's Roommate on Twitter, TikTok, and on Instagram. And that is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Decoding Reality. As a reminder, you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. And please email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. And please find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. So see you later, alligators, and we will see you next week for another episode of Decoding Reality. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.